0: Good morning, and welcome to OSW Daily Live today, uh, June 12th, Friday. It is Red Rose Day, Mike, and Superman Day. I guess Aww. if you give a red rose, you will be considered Superman today. So I think it's it's <laughs> oh, kind of nice, that nice connection.
1: One. I was waiting for you to kind of extend your, your hand across the virtual table here. Red you Rose know, if- Day. Well, how am I supposed to get a red rose to my wife on a... In, we're still sheltered in place here. I guess not. I yeah, can't. Yeah, red rose. That's not too hard you, to do. I can You
0: can just... even draw one, man. Draw one. That means so much more to her, you know. That's that's true. Have you used that <laughs> excuse
1: though? Isn't that funny? How there's a there's kind of a silver lining in the whole quarantine <laughs> situation. Hey, I'd love to come over, but you know,
0: um, it's, it's illegal. It's, I can't
1: come to so, see you today. Uh,
0: it's good to see your true color shining through Mike a lot of people would not have you know put you into that category but like I guess we're finding out yeah maybe you are that guy not all the, but, time. Uh, not I all the time I know I'm playing with you I'm just you just you know me mate you open a little crack and I kick a door yeah. open so that's just well, you felt that that's
1: way right because you get that you know it used to never. be in our normal life you always get the invite to the <laughs> pub and you're like I'm there just where, where, where do I need to go Sometimes you're a little tired. You need to excuse. Of course. You know, we of we course, do long for those days. And, and of course. We'll of course. Of course. Of course. How you been, man? Good?
0: Good, mate. Good. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, so, obviously, we're going to go through a few topics today, just catch up on everything that's going on around the world. But, um, you know for those who are watching do like share comment on the video ask any questions we sort of want to gather those thoughts this isn't we're, we're hoping this to be interactive Well, we started off with this grandiose <laughs> plan yeah. of this being an interactive stream so people can sort of ask questions and uh, we can give an opinion or, or at least discuss the topic today though uh should zoom video be on for all meetings it's a very interesting topic And i'll tell you where it came from mike i was actually watching this morning um it was a it was a conversation, I guess it was a panel conversation was probably the best way to sort of describe it on YouTube. Okay. And they were discussing Zoom, Zoom fatigue, and the differences of someone being on Zoom, someone being on a phone call, or someone being on a Zoom meeting when they're in the office. Right. And they came from the, the, the context of well, you know, whenever people dial into a conversation, they may be off doing other things. So, therefore, the strain and the mental fatigue on a body is is less so when you're in a video like this, right? You got to be, you know, you and I can see each other. We're focused. And if, if someone's not paying attention, then, you know, yeah. it's easy to see. And obviously, within a meeting environment, with an office environment, you know, within a, this, this type of environment, it's very easy to see. But then they're also yeah. talking about the strain on that. I find it interesting because, you know, I actually, I actually like the fact that you see who is engaged in a conversation. And, you know, it's, it's also if people are able to go off and do other things and want to be doing other things, then should they really be on those calls anyway? Um, and or should the, should should the calls be more targeted and focused? So maybe it's you know not a group of fifty people who have you know a lot of people there just to give one minute updates. Is there a different way for those things to work rather than everyone on a conference call for an hour to give you a one minute update for everyone else to hear? You know, um, a lot of different things went through my head. So that's yeah. sort of where this where this came from. I just want to sort of get it out, kick it out, and sort of see what your thoughts, see what the audience view was.
1: Yeah, it's a great topic, and anybody watching or listening to this now, please let us know in the comments what you think, but I would start by asking you, Steve, as a baseline, what was it like before the pandemic, pre-pandemic, your routine, one-on-one conversations and group meetings of any kind? Did you have the camera on if you had a Zoom call, or when someone said, hey, I'm going to set up a Zoom call for us, was it just assumed that it'd be an audio-only
0: call? It's a great question, and I'm actually trying to wreck my brain to remember what it was like back in those days. Yeah, uh, <laughs> back in the old days. Remember, <laughs> yeah. before COVID? Yeah, Let me tell you yeah. something,
1: son, about back in the day before COVID. Uh, yeah, you know was, I, it was. Okay, okay. You, you, you tell know, me know, your,
0: what you remember, uh, and I'll tell you what, I, what so, I remember. Sure, sure. So um, so I remember. So when I was in the office, it was great being in those meetings because you're actually in a room, but then you can actually see the people who are at home, right, on camera. Right? Um, yep. okay. Zoom meetings, whenever you were talking conference room to conference room, was horrible because you couldn't actually see the people properly in the room because the camera's at the front and you've got people sitting on desks and people are sitting around. Sometimes you don't know who's talking. Sometimes you can't see who's in the office. Also, whenever you're taking those conference calls uh, from home and you're connected through Zoom, it's really hard because typically people have small screens, and therefore it's even more difficult to actually see who's talking. Where today everyone has an individual camera and you're able to see everyone's face and what everyone's doing. So there was a product we were actually looking at called OWL Labs, O W L. My accent often makes I it sound like idea it's what oil. that word. Was until you spelled yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that's, <laughs> that's why, and history has taught me to spell that. But in essence, what this is, is a little device that sits in the middle of a conference room that has cameras that cover 360 degrees. So in essence, you put it in and it actually is able to give a face-on-face picture of everyone who's in the room. So it enhances the experience of what we're all seeing today. So that's what I remember. So I did remember it was good, but it wasn't great. I think the Zoom experience today is that much better because everyone has that individual camera.
1: Okay, so that's for group meetings, the old conference room yep. set up in yeah. your office existence. What about when a one-on-one call? What if I was going to call you and say, hey, Steve, let's chat just for half an hour, you and me. So
0: I guess I guess the default would have been um, a call because if we, just a phone, regular phone call, yeah. uh, even or maybe a Skype call. I'm just thinking about the times we could talk previously. It was sometimes, it, it was more often than not, it would have been a voice call. Yep. Um, or it would have been a, a, in person. Where we maybe bumped into each other at a conference, or we planned to sort of speak at a time we were at a conference, or something like that. Yes. Uh, with with my team, it would have been video. Yeah, the video would have been on. Um, Even
1: just with one other person, you'd have a video. That was the culture. Yeah, of your, your yeah, organization. yeah. Okay. Well,
0: it, well, only if I was working from home if it was in the uh, office okay. maybe maybe we go into a conference room and do it again it's just trying to work through all the different scenarios yeah
1: and, and I'm, i appreciate this cuz you did work in an office 3 days a week and i mm-hmm. have never really worked in an office it's always been remote work for me and i saw a slow shift happening in the last i'll say 18 months 2 years before the pandemic hit where Early in that time, it was, it was always conference calls, dial in, people dialing from multiple locations, remote workers, and then meeting with people in corporate headquarters. It was always audio only, whether it was the marketing team or, or whoever was getting together. We just assume it was an audio call. And it was, you know, you're doing the, the rundown of the daily kind of routine stuff. And, you know, people are multitasking and, you know, people aren't super engaged behind that no camera there. You couldn't see what was going on. When we started getting more, I guess, had some more higher level meetings, when I started getting invited, I should say, maybe it was me, my job was evolving, I got invited to some more higher level meetings, there was a culture from our top leadership that they wanted to see our faces. This is all pre-pandemic, pre-lockdown, and they would be in an office, and we had some really cool conference room technology, like you described, where the big screen, I'm sure was there. I, my face was on the big screen and they could see me. And then as they would talk, the, the tool in our conference room would, would isolate on the person talking. The camera would isolate on the person talking, probably similar to your owl uh, system. Um, (laughs) but nowadays it's, it's hundred percent zoom all the time. The the default setting is you can have a meeting of any kind. Hey, I just want to catch up quickly with one of my teammates. And, It's one-on-one. We're going to talk for 10 minutes. It's the cameras go on. And even it's what's interesting is it used to be, for example, IFMA. I do a lot of volunteer work with IFMA, Cornet, other organizations. Those calls were always dial in to a conference line, audio only. And usually it's just a handful of people presenting and maybe 20 people listening. And you never saw anybody's face. It was always just the, the audio only listen in conference call and that was the default now even in those scenarios the cameras come on and if it's 20 people we're all there even if you're very rarely asked to to contribute so the the idea of zoom fatigue because we just joked about it but it's so true it takes a lot more energy and a lot more effort to to concentrate on the camera know you're being looked at make sure you're sitting up straight and paying attention and then if you do want to check something you're, you're very deliberate about it and I don't know if that's wasted energy. I think that's maybe the point of this article or this roundtable is, are we losing something here? In certain scenarios, certain things, I I can see both sides. What you're saying is the the connection you have by seeing someone's face is absolutely different and better in many ways. You feel that human bond virtually that you don't Mm -hmm. get since we can't get the human interaction. This is the next best thing. Video cameras, great. But on routine we start going day to day month to month now we're into our fourth month of this existence i've learned to you know be more selective about when i go on to zoom calls if i can avoid it i, I do um, if it's not essential for me to be there but but i, I do talk to friends and, and other uh, people in my network and i'll just do a phone call just keep it a phone call walk around maybe even be outside Remember the benefits of walking you know, with your cell phone and your mm-hmm. earbuds in and, and just talking and thinking about what you're talking about without the, the concern of what I look like on camera. I mean, there's definitely a value there, don't you agree?
0: For sure, for sure. And don't get me wrong, I mean, it's a great, one of the great things about Zoom is you can, you know, take Zoom calls on your phone and you can go for dander and I do it too. So like if there's a, a town hall uh, or something like that, I would then take the opportunity at that point to go for a walk and in Zoom, Obviously it pops up, you know, the app you've got, you can still see the images of uh, whatever's being presented or whoever's talking, so it's it allows you to do that. And I love the combination of walking and listening and that multitasking. That's about the only multitasking thing I think I can do there, Mike, I might have to confess though. But I do love I do love the, uh, being able to see people. Um, I had a, a phone call yesterday that was good, but it wasn't as good as had it been a face-to-face being able to yeah. see each other's face because there's a lot of emotional things that you 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 pick up whenever you're able to see someone's face The attentiveness, the you can see it the expression whether you're uh connecting with somebody a lot better obviously um on zoom and i also feel now as well whenever in a zoom meeting and there's people who don't have their video on um it's like well why aren't their video on right well, yeah, what are they the, doing that's the interesting but, assumption but, right yeah, but I think there's you know there's there's etiquette that you can do. I, I know whenever um, if I get onto a video, and for example, if I need to say someone calls my cell or something, I may take myself off video. I may obviously put myself on mute, or if I've been on Zoom back to back for a period of time. And and my little tummy goes, Steve, it's about time to eat. I may take myself off video, but I'll tell people that I've got got to eat right now. That's the reason why I'm not on video. And I just think it helps with the etiquette. Um, And I think as we move to a new way of working, where a lot of the team is going to be remote or may not be in the office full time, um, I think it is really important that uh, Zoom or any video uh, software that's being used that I think people being on video is a great thing. And I, and I think it's going to be really hard for those people who go back to the office to sit at their desk and turn on a video and not be on video when everybody who's working remotely or not in the office that day will have their video on. Mm. And the flip side is whenever there's a room full of people in a conference room and you're maybe the one or two that's actually re- working remote that day who's on video you will lose some of the connectedness because you don't have that same look where you can see everybody's face. There are many pluses and minuses, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, I, here's what I hope comes of this conversation. I'm glad we're having it, and I hope others will share the, their thoughts in their certain situation because as we head back to the office and some of us are in the physical workspace, some of us remain remote, those questions are gonna come up and it's a culture question. And what will you be permitted to do? And what will you feel psychological safety around? What will you feel good about And What if you do need to have the camera off because you are in a moment where you're, like you say, you're getting something to eat or, or something else is happening where you, you don't wanna to lose touch with the meeting, but you need to have the camera off because for practical purposes, I, I worry a little bit, and I wonder what your thoughts are on this, that those in the office will have unless it's explicitly communicated like you said hey i'm turning off my camera because i have to eat i think that's rare i I, i've heard people i've seen people in all types of meetings turn off their camera disappear for a little while come back and i see it notice it and don't really think too much about it but that's just me i i bet others say i wonder what they're doing and that's just human nature we want to we're curious people so i think it's that classic situation if we don't communicate clearly what the rules are, what the parameters are, what you're personally doing, the the human mind will default to some nefarious motive or some negative thought. And and that's just part of it. What about the, just the culture of those people who, and we're talking now as offices begin to reopen and some come back and some choose not to, and I'm assuming that it's a choice because there's a whole nother conversation we could have when it Mm -hmm. isn't a choice anymore. And that I think is gonna be a reality we have to face but let's just say it's a choice and there's a big group meeting, a team meeting, and you know that, you know, Sally and Bob could be there. You've took the time to get on the commuter train and get in that day and took the the ex, ex, increased risk. That's what it is. Every time we venture out of our homes these days, living with COVID, it's going to be an increased risk. It's a calculated risk we have to make. Is it worth me going to get to wherever the grocery store, my office, visit a friend, we have to make those risk-reward calculations, and what happens when some choose not to take that risk, and we don't know the whole story, but we assume, oh, they're just scared or they're home because they're fearful, whereas I took this other approach and I came into the office. Do you, have you had a chance to think about that? Is that dynamic been something that you've thought through, and culturally, how we can address that as workplace leaders to make people feel psychologically safe and let the team know that, hey, we need to be empathetic as leaders and understand that everybody's got a different personal situation, we gotta be understanding to that. That's, that's gonna be the challenge. That's gonna take a lot of communication, I think.
0: Yeah, no, well, and there's a couple of things there I'll just sort of run through, I think, to unpack. There's the two main elements. One is, I think, you know, I think an etiquette, I think th- this sort of tells us this conversation. I think each organization, each workplace, each location um, probably should come up with a etiquette around Zoom, how Zoom's gonna be used across the organization. Uh, whether you're in the office, whether you're working from home or somewhere else, right? I think you have to establish what is etiquette, what is not etiquette. I think also people need to really think through, well, okay, this meeting, this person's on here for what reason, right? Sometimes people are just get invited to to listen in and, you know, it's whether or not how much they engage or what, you know, you you need to establish why is that person there? Because, it's easy to invite people and it's easy for people to listen in on a phone call, continue on with the other thing that they're doing because they're only listening in where if someone's on zoom on a video, then obviously they have to be able to, the intent is there. You have to feel more engaged. You will feel more engaged because it's on. The second element is, you know, the, the emotional attachment to going to the office or not going to the office from an organizational perspective. I think most organizations, um, Yes, there are some, and, and you alluded to that. That will have a different approach, but I think most people, most employees, most leaders understand that there will be those that want to go into the office. There's those that need to go into the office for their job, and there are those that don't want to go in to, for uh, for health, for safety, for security yeah. reasons. And I think, and I think the majority believe that. I even think the organizations that I'm aware of where they've asked their employees to go back, um, you know, they're doing so on a rotational basis. Um, I think they're doing so to show that we're still operating, even though they know that only a fraction of the employees can go back. Um, But I think from that perspective, I think most people, most people get why somebody may or may not want to go. And I think there's there's gonna be, I think there's gonna be, I don't think there's gonna be pressure i guess is what i'm not is what i'm saying you know i'm seeing shifting
1: i'm seeing shifting opinions about it though it's funny people in my network
0: in in what way shifting opinions what do you mean
1: well they they were very anxious to get back to the office they said this is ridiculous i can't work from home i'm not productive right right i need to get back into the office that was a couple months ago now the offices have begun to reopen and it's their option their choice to get in and they have suddenly said wait a minute i'm not ready or i don't want to or this is even an interesting story someone else got into the office before then i'm not sure what the situation was whether it's a shift worker or what have you and then they were on a a zoom call with them and the protocols in the office and it's going to be different organization by organization but the protocols in the office where you wear a mask when you're in the office all the time
0: Mm -hmm. even
1: if you're in a even if you're in a meeting room or a you're alone in your in your closed door office. You're supposed to have your mask on. So this person was, this is very early on in the in the reentry process. So the person in the office on the Zoom call was wearing a mask, whereas the people at home on the Zoom call were all free to be like you and I, sitting here with no mask. And it was almost like, why why are they in the office? This is mm-hmm. this is very upsetting. It's, they're muffled. Their voice was muffled and so forth. Have you experienced that at all? I, I haven't personally experienced that. I heard this story anecdotally, but I can imagine it's like, okay, what's the attraction to run back to the office if it's this situation where you're less comfortable and you're still calling into Zoom meetings because most people are still not there? Why go back at all? Is, is that something that's,
0: that's crossed it's- your mind? Of course, of course. I mean, you and I have talked about that many times. Yeah. Why, why do you fight your way all through that traffic? Why fight your way through that lobby of the building and through the elevator bank, all the way up the elevator, out through your office, go through all these temperature controls, then, you know, you know, walk around with a mask on your face and, and stay yourself distance and then go into meeting rooms and get on Zoom. I, I agree with you. Why? Um, However, there are people that actually need to be in the office for a variety of reasons, be it personal choice, be it living circumstances, be it whatever job function, right? There are people that just need and really want to be in that environment. So, I, you know, I, I fully respect those people that want yeah. to be there. And, and most organizations are opening offices to to for those folks right they I think most all I gotta, they're
1: accommodating yeah, those folks exactly
0: yeah. yeah exactly but i think that what, what you said i think what was that's why i asked the question you know of you was well what do you mean by that because i was just curious as to those people who thought they wanted to go back and then when the day comes they wake up that morning and they have to make that personal choice I think it's a really important thing to to, um, appreciate and understand that actually when it comes to that moment, no matter how we answer a survey, we may behave differently in the given moment, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's gonna go both ways. There may be individuals who said, no, I'm gonna go to the office. And they woke up that morning and going, you know, I don't, I'm not so sure, you know, it may be a little scratchy voice or throat. It may be a little apprehension about, you know, things that are going on around the world and what that means. And I, I'm going to stay home today. The other side of that is there may be individuals who go that I'm not going back to the office. No, I'm not going back. But then you wake <laughs> up one day and you go, actually, you know something? I feel like getting into the office today. It'd be nice just to go in, just walk around, just to see who's there. Um, and, and they may go into the office. And I think that's a really important to appreciate that, People will answer a survey, one thing, but human behavior may be something different. Totally. The other aspect of it is, you know, somebody may go in and and that individual who's sitting in that conference room wearing the, wearing the mask, would they have went in the next day or the next day? You know, that's the other side of it. Does that change yeah. their behavior? Does it change the behavior of individuals who are observing and actually validate their reasons why they didn't want to go in, you know? Or do they go... Do they have empathy with the individual who's in that room and go, no, they can't be there by themselves. Actually, I'm going to go in tomorrow and support that person. We don't know how people are going to behave. There are many aspects to this, and it's it's always going to come down to a personal choice on a, any given day.
1: So many factors and yeah. so many shifting opinions. That's an interesting thing. We as humans have that incredible ability to contradict ourselves day by day, hour by hour. Sometimes uh, it's called hypocrisy sure. if, if you yeah. want to be negative about it. But no, I think we're all hypocrites. That's the thing I mm-hmm. am telling you flat out that I'll very much say this is my opinion. And then, you know, days later or months later, it's like, I'm yeah. open. I, I, th- I think that we, sh- we should be proud of that, that, that we could shift our opinions and change our minds. And yeah, and yeah. in this scenario, especially flexibility, and choice all the things that were so valuable pre-pandemic are going to be even more so now you said something in that explanation that i jumped in on I, that that really lit up my brain because it ties to this idea of shifting opinions and, and changing our mind all these surveys we're starting to see come out and i don't know if you've had the chance to read any of them i think we talked a little bit a while ago about the workplace evolutionaries survey yeah. about working from home and i know Leisman recently released some results from there initial work from home survey. I haven't had a chance to dive deep into that, but can we trust those results? Do you think the people, here's 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 where I'm going with this. Do you think if you're taking that survey, and it may be different, maybe if you're getting it from a third party where you're anonymous and you're going to share truly what you feel, but let's say it's an internal organization survey, and these have come out in my company, and I'm sure they'll come out in most organizations, is trying to get the you know, handle on who wants to come back to the office and how you're doing from home, how's working from home, working for you. If your employer is asking you that question and you are struggling and I do struggle, I'm transparent about that. I've been honest about my having some good days and bad days and and having to adapt. And I think it's best to have that conversation openly and share what I've learned. And we can go into that here on this show, as I have gotten to a much better place. Still have my down moments, but I'm doing better than I did a month ago with the digital overload. But if you're being asked that question as an employee and your boss says, how are you doing at home? And, and say you are struggling. Are you going to be totally honest and say, I'm struggling? I'm, I'm not as productive as I used to be. I'm not doing my job very well. <laughs> I can't imagine people are going to be excited to be that Open at this point because everybody's nervous. Everybody wants to keep their job. Everybody wants to make everybody believe that working from home is great. We don't need to change the thing.
0: Don't worry about opening the
1: office. I don't know if that's really the true story. I think there's a lot more going on there. And in in weeks and months to come, we're going to hear more about it. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, there's a couple of things uh, on that. I think we had, we I think we did a video where the you know the negative impact you could have out of admitting that you're under stress, right? We we I think we discussed that one moment, and I think it's an important thing to to acknowledge that, you know, historically, if someone showed weakness that are showed vulnerability, it's seen as a weakness, and then they'll be biased more towards those that don't show those are. Uh, don't show those weaknesses or actually don't get ill or don't give any hassles, right. And come to the office every day. Right. There's a bias towards that. The
1: the other aspect of
0: it. Yeah. The the other aspect of uh, what you picked up on is, you know, will people be honest in the surveys and it, has, it was during a conversation uh, with Andrew Mawson, and I can't remember if it was on camera, off camera, but it was it's sometime. We 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 talk, we seem to talk a lot these days. Sure. And um, we were chatting about uh, the survey and the survey results, and you know we were debating whether or not our survey results today more honest than they were previously. In other words, will will employees be give a a, a, a more honest opinion today? because some of the questions and surveys have changed than people would have previously. So for example, a lot of surveys are incorporating, you know, what are you, are you okay working from home? Is that sustainable? Do you want to do that long-term or do you want to return to the office when the office is reopened? And all sorts of questions around that. Now, these are things that directly impact employees. Now, is an employee more likely to answer that honestly today than they would have previously? it's it's a really interesting thought process you know so would people just have standardly responded to an employee engagement survey you know six months 12 months ago uh very generically where today i think because there is a personal um impact of your result you're also making a statement of how you think and what you and you also believe i think the other aspect of it is uh I think when people answer a survey today, they believe the organization is listening and watching and actually going to take more of an interest in the responses today. Not that they wouldn't have previously, but what I'm saying is there's the belief, perception of the employee that actually you, we can affect change today by answering some of those questions. So it, it's, uh, I actually think my my inclination is that employees will answer more honestly today than they maybe have in the, in, in the past. You disagree or you seem to... I think if if they are truly
1: enjoying working from home and and are want to continue that, they will.
0: Um, yeah. They will continue doing that. or They will. Say, I'll be honest. Well, again,
1: there. I I I think we're all driven by our personal biases, our personal desires, our personal priorities. So we're going to shape the question. We're going to first of all, we're going to process the question. In our, as you said, it's in our personal understanding of what that question is about and the fact that employers are asking is a good thing don't get me wrong I think that if anything a silver lining of this forced crisis work from home experiment is that many organizations who wouldn't consider it or haven't done the research or didn't really care to ask their employees their thoughts on this are now forced to we were all forced to do this together we're all in this together but now as we're beginning to reopen offices and, and policies are being discussed long-term strategies are being put into place about what this really means for the, the future of the organization. They're going to ask those questions. And that's where you wonder about the human condition or the, or I guess, our tendency to put on a good face. And that's what I'm trying to get to is, is what, what, what does my employer want me to say? You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like when my wife asked me a question about, do you want to go to this <laughs> restaurant or that restaurant? What do you want me to say? What do you want to do? Um, so I think that's gonna be an interesting thing to watch. And yeah. I, I worry that people are gonna feel it again, it depends on how you feel in your job and your culture and with your leadership. And do you trust them? And we could talk about trust more later too. Because that's yeah.
0: And and, and I'll just again. finish one, I'll just finish this one thought because there's there's a couple of things you said that I think it's also important to distinguish. You know employer's perspective has changed through COVID-19, right? So the things that, um, the way workplace would have been designed, work etiquette and work work, work styles where before COVID will be different post COVID, right? Their perspectives have changed. Sure. Employees' perspective has also changed as well. So I think whatever an employee wanted before COVID and what they want today, I think has also shifted. So I think what's going to happen is the equally the, the sort of the two coming together and whatever that new balance is is where we will end up. So I, I actually do think it actually changes both ways because mm-hmm. yes employers will change and I think employees have also changed their perspective and uh, we can dig into that another time. Um, yeah. I have some thoughts as to why that may be, but
1: uh, yeah, but good yeah topic today, so, Steve yeah Love no it's it good man it's good, by fast. good conversation yes talking
0: to you. Yes, yes, yes. All right, sir. Have a great weekend.
1: Happy Friday.